All right, let's start in the book of Corinthians and chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. And then if you want to turn there, mark it also 1 John 5. And uh, from there, we'll go to John 3. And I'll just tell you probably Genesis 1 after that. So if you want to follow in the scripture, starting with 2 Corinthians 5, 14, says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, Know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. And I've said this a number of times, he exchanged himself for the world. He reconciled the world to himself. So keep that in your mind. 2 Corinthians 5, let's go to 1 John 5. Start at verse 18. The apostle John writes, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness, or the wicked one, either or. And we know that the Son of God has come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So, the whole world, John says, lies in wickedness, and wickedness is not just the wicked acts. It is that, but it's the result of the, you could say, wicked act of Adam's transgression is what we could say. The whole world lies in Adam's transgression through one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So we know that the whole world is in wickedness. Now, 
Keep in mind, God was in Christ reconciling what? The world to himself, to himself. He wasn't reconciling the world that we would stay like we were. That was not the intent. It was to God. I'm going to leave it there for now, because if I don't, I'll jump ahead of myself. So in John 3, John 3, the Bible says, verse 16, and I can remember something I said this morning because I thought it was kind of cute. I believe it's worth repeating. Most Christians or many Christians can quote to you John 3.16, but ask them to quote 15.17 and tonight, particularly verse 19 and 21. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, here again is reconciliation of the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Now, if we went back and read Hebrews 3 like we did last week, we could see an evil heart of unbelief. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now, light is come into the world. Get a hold of this. Light is come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light. Now, in Genesis 1, Verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day. And the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, what's significant here is this light came out of God before the sun, moon, and stars were made. If you go through the order of creation. And God divided light from darkness. 
So light and darkness were divided in this first day. And I could probably say that that of God is light. And I could say that of everything else is darkness. Now, get a hold of this. God didn't need the sun, moon, and stars to divide light and darkness. Get a hold of that. So he wasn't, he didn't need the sun, moon, and stars to see by. Man did, but God did. So God was able to divide light and darkness before sun, moon, and stars. Now, I'm going to share something with you or attempt to on the computer screen here. Can everyone see this? Somebody give me a thumbs up. All right. Up here in the corner, and it's all messed up, Brother Mark. One second, I'm going to share a different, let's try this one. No. Well, my ability to share may not be so good. So let's try this one. There we go. I get it right the third time. God didn't take three times. But me to share this document with you takes three times. Here you have heaven, God, here. And I put heaven, spiritual, light, glory, the mark. And I'm supposed to change that back to a K. But the mark, glory, the mark. Here, Jesus Christ. And down here's man. Darkness, natural, carnal, earthy, sin. Okay? So you have God and man. So now I could say God is light. Man without God is dark. Okay? This has nothing to do with, again, sun, moon, and stars. God is light. In him is light, and there's no darkness at all. In man is darkness. I'm going to explain what I mean with darkness here in a minute. And here in, in between man and God is Jesus Christ. Okay? God was in Christ, reconciling the world, man, to himself. But man without Jesus Christ has no avenue, just like we read in John 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but how? By me. Man has no avenue to God without Christ. So here is the avenue to God through the man, Jesus Christ. Now, what I mean by that, light came into the world. Man loved darkness rather than light. What does that mean? He loved his own 
ideas, his own mind, his own will, his own purpose. Because man in himself doesn't know God's will, mind, and purpose. Light and understanding comes in the person of Jesus Christ to enlighten the world to God's plan, will, purpose. What do I mean by that? God was in Christ. I said last week, what was unique of Jesus than every other man on the earth? God was in Christ. That's what's unique. God was in Christ. So he was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, to not just that we would be saved and live our own life. And unfortunately, in a lot of Christian circles, that's what they think. Well, we're saved and we're on our way to heaven. In fact, if you ask a lot of people, what is God's purpose? It's to get us to heaven. Right? That's what a lot of people would say. God's purpose was for you and I to get to heaven. Well, that's not how Jesus prayed. That wasn't how Jesus taught the disciples to pray. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so Jesus had a whole different idea than we do. Sometimes men love darkness rather than light. They don't want to come to the knowledge of Christ. Because coming to the knowledge of Christ means I lose my own idea, which is darkness. Remember I said light came out of God before he hung the sun, moon, and stars. How did light come out of God? God said. He spoke a word, let there be light. And I believe in his word when he said, let there be light. Everything he intended was right there in that word. And John says in John 1, writes in John 1, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was something said, the word. It's what logos, part of what logos means. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So you have a word from the beginning, let there be light. So God's thought toward creation from the beginning was light. And what happened, though? Adam sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Arise, shine, thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So Adam fell short of the glory of God. I believe upon him. Now, a lot of men think Adam was in the glory of God. I don't think so. 
I think what happened is Adam fell short of purpose. And then darkness was all that was there because man didn't know purpose. So man didn't even know God's intention. And many men, many Christians, unfortunately, don't know God's intention. God's intention is simple. God was in Christ. <laughs> so, so when we come to the simplicity of that statement, that's God's intention. God was in Christ. That was from the beginning. That was his intention to be in man. Glory to God. That thought, that mind, that purpose was from the beginning. The same was in the beginning with God. But man fell short of the glory of God. Arise, shine, thy light has come. So how do I see the glory of God? By the light coming. So if the light doesn't come, I don't see God's intention. Why? Because I'm in darkness. It's just like being in darkness in the natural world. I can't see what's here because I have no light. Now, this is extremely true in the spirit. If I have no light, I do not know purpose. And then I imagine what purpose is. But my imagination is probably not in line. It's more than probably not. It's not in line with the mind of the Lord. So light came, John writes, and men loved darkness rather than the light. What came? God in man. Jesus said, believest thou not that I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. What happens in new birth? God in man. <laughs> That's what happened. New birth, God comes into man. That's what happens in salvation. God comes into man. So all at once, boom, life comes on the scene. And as we grow in him, we have life or light of the life that is in us. We begin to see out of the light that has come into us. And that light is Christ. And so all at once I become aware of God's purpose from the beginning. And I can go back to the beginning and I can see that the purpose wasn't just having a man in a garden, tending a garden. The purpose was God in 
the man. The same was in the beginning with God. The same purpose, the same will, the same nature that has now come into us in the person of Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ had to come into the world himself, the word, the purpose of God, the thought of God, the mind of God, God himself had to become man because God is not man. The Bible says, what place or the son of man? So Philippians says he lowered himself, took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of man to die the death of the cross. So you could say, coming into humanity, he was tried. Just a, just a thought I've had. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it's a thought I've had. We, we went through a whole teaching on the faith of the Son of God, and we began to look at his faith. And then we read Peter talking about the trial of our faith. The faith, the trial of our faith. Well, if we say we live by the faith of the Son of God, was it the trial, just a thought, of Jesus Christ? Because he come into humanity, and he was tried. He went through the fire, and he wasn't touched by humanistic ideas. In fact, he said, I always do that. That pleases my father. So he was tried and found worthy. Right? In his humanity, he was accepted. He was the only man that had been accepted. And he went to the cross to die the death of the cross. To put this man to death. To bring us into purpose. Because in this man that we were in, we couldn't know purpose. We had no light and understanding of God. So we were walking out here without light and understanding. No wonders there's so many religions in the world. You know, because the world, I, I just quote the scripture, the fool said in his heart, there is no God. The world, for the most part, knows there's a God. Now, the world many times doesn't know God. That's what John said. This is the true God and eternal life. Keep yourself from idols. So Jesus brings us into what and who and how the true God is. Without the revelation of Jesus Christ, we do not know 
what and who and how the true God is. We do not know purpose because light is in him. I am, he says, the light of the world. So the light that was from the beginning in God is now come and was manifested in the earth in the person Christ Jesus ascended back into heaven and is now come into our hearts to be made known in us that our minds would be renewed to who and what he is and to his purpose. That we would live in understanding, that we would live in an acknowledgement of what God had thought and planned from the beginning. Union with God. Dwelling in God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So the light of that is shining in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So this light, this understanding is being manifestly declared by the Spirit of God through the revelation of Jesus Christ as he's revealed. See, I don't know it till he's revealed. Any part of the scripture I go into, I don't have an inkling of what it means until Christ is revealed. He's the definition of everything in the Bible. God, God didn't speak through John and say in the beginning were words. He said in the beginning was the word. So all the definition, you know, Paul says it this way, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelleth in him. So all the definition of the thought, the mind, the purpose, the will of God is in him. To be made known in a people, to be manifest in the earth by the church. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So being in the church is the most exciting place you could be. You know, people think, oh, you know it from the natural mind. Going to church is the most unexciting place I could go. In the natural mind, because they're going to close me up in these four walls. They're going to tell me how I should look, how I should act, and make me a better man. And a lot of people begrudgingly go to church. And then they come out, and sometimes they feel better, but they still don't know the mind, the will, the purpose of God. When in fact, going, being the church is the most exciting place in the whole earth you could possibly be. Because the church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And then when you're start defining fullness, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So, so now I'm in the most exciting place there is because all God is, 
his being made known through the revelation of Jesus Christ in a people. Not, not in and out in the eons of eons, but in a people to be thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember that little document I put up, God, heaven, light, spiritual, as it is in God on earth. How's it as it is in God on earth? First, through the man, Jesus Christ. In the man, Jesus Christ, for the first time, when he walked up on the earth, it was as it is in heaven. In fact, he said the Son of Man in John 3 is in heaven. I believe John 3. When he was walking upon the earth. So he was manifesting the glory of God in the earth. And he says to the church, the glory that I have, I have given to you. I in you. Now, see, see, we get caught up in that. Well, I have the glory he had. Okay. Go ahead and run with that. <laughs> you won't get very far running with that. That's a true statement, but if you don't have the substance of that glory, you won't get very far. You'll be happy for a little while. But the key is, I in them, thou in me, that they be made perfect in one. He in us. Now we have the glory he had because he is in us. We are in him. And our hearts and minds are coming to that realization. Coming to that understanding. Coming to that light. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. The whole earth lies in the wicked one. But honey, you and I don't lie in the wicked one. Don't, don't, don't. See, see, we catch one little thing John said there. We know we're of God. Do you know you're of God? How do we know we're of God? Because he's given us his spirit. Christ Jesus dwells in us. We know we're of God. We know we're like him. Why do we know we're like him? God is in us. God was in Christ. God is in us. That's how we know we're like him. And now that that he is, is being revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. That is absolutely what's going on. Well, consider that. Light, understanding, glory, all that's in God. Darkness, death, hell. See, even before man died in sin, without God in him, 
He didn't have light and understanding of the purpose of God. The light and understanding of the purpose is Christ in you. Okay? All the purpose of God is in Christ. Now that light comes into you. Doesn't mean you know all that light. That light is revealed as he's revealed. I can only walk in that light as he's revealed. I can only live in that light as I see by that light. Now, as I see by that light, I can walk in that light. But I have to see by that light to walk in that light. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And that's what we're doing. We're seeing by the light that from the beginning is now being made known in you and I because we are in him. That was from the beginning. We're in the light of God. That was from the beginning. We're in the mind of God. That was from the beginning. We're in the purpose of God. That was from the beginning. Now, one last thought I shared this morning. In John 4, Jesus comes to a woman of Samaria. And the woman of Samaria says, we worship God in this mountain. So here it gets into the mind of man, and you Jews worship God over there. Mind of man says, well, we're going to worship God any way you want to. And man would like to have Jesus pat him on the shoulder and say, well, you go worship God how you feel, and you go worship God how you feel. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, God is a spirit. He said, neither shall they worship the Father in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. And he did tell the woman there, the true, the true worship is from Jerusalem. This God of Jerusalem is the true God. You worship, you know not what. But a time is coming and now is when they shall no longer worship in this mountain or in Jerusalem. But they shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And this goes with what John says in 1 John, keep yourself from idols. If it's not that of the Spirit of God, if it's not that that's of Christ revealed, it's an idol. Now, that's strong. So if Christ, you know, if, if it's of the imagination of our hearts, you know, lighting candles, doing this, to be chanting, whatever. The true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth. And Jesus tells us what truth is. He says, I am the truth. So if I'm not worshiping God in spirit, 
through the revelation of Jesus Christ, I may have my hands on an idol. Just maybe. Just a thought. I'll stop right there, and I'll end tonight.